With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is a Post Time with Mike and Mike production. Wiglet, Jiglet, what a race! Always be Mickey on the outside. Always be Mickey! They're off and it is on! And betting line has taken the lead. Choo choo! Boom! Just like that! You're tuned in to Harness Racing's fastest 90 minutes post-time with Mike and Mike, with co-host Mike Carter. Believe in the spirit? Do you believe in miracles? And Mike Bozich. Smoking Gun, Shaman Hall, production Smoking Gun is flying. Here comes Smoking Gun. I don't know! That just happened! coverage of the 2017 Yonkers International Trot, and uh, I think uh, I think I might have been muted for part of that. So you've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Thank God Mike Bozich is on the controls over at uh, Harris Philadelphia, because if not, I wouldn't know how to work this uh, work this mic. But you've got exclusive coverage of the 2017 International Trot. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich and Mike. Boy, do we have a spectacular show coming up for you today. And the reason I think, Mike, we have a spectacular show is because Yonkers Raceway on Saturday has a spectacular card, of course, headlined by the $1 million, one mile and a quarter Yonkers International Trot. And, uh, Mike, I'll tell you what, it is another great field of 10 led by 2016 International Trot winner Resolve. But, uh, you know, a lot of storylines heading into this race uh, concerning uh, one of the United States participants resolve and of course the Canadian participant Marion Marauder the 2016 Triple Crown winner draws post position number one then of course you've got uh, all the great horses coming from overseas it is going to be quite an event and I'll tell you what Mike first of all uh, before we get into the nuts and bolts of this thing let's give major props to the Standard Red Owners Association of New York for sponsoring the show here today and let's give them major props for really promoting the heck out of this event i mean they have done just uh, a lot of great things promoting this from newspapers to uh radio and to tv and of course uh, uh they'll have tv coverage there as well it's going to be just a great event and mike it is a very unique event we were there last year and it's just it's a very unique event in the sense that you have the international participation and it's great to see the flags i mean if you haven't been there you know the fact that all these uh 
guys and gals from the respective countries come and root on their horse that's representing their country, and then they wave the flags, flags representing all the nations that participate in the international trot. It's really a sight to see. Yeah, it definitely is, Mike. I remember we were there uh, for last year's edition of the International Trot, and just the feeling and the amount of energy that is in the air. Uh, Yonkers does a great job of putting on the promotions, uh, the SOA of New York, in conjunction with the SOA of New York, uh, doing uh, some different types of things for the different people. But the flags towards the inside of the racetrack also uh, make a uh, make it a really cool sight to see, Mike, because you've got track or the flags from each country represented, they're passing them out. You know, they've got the hat giveaway like they always do. But you, well, like you said, you know, when they're coming down the stretch and everybody's cheering and the flags are waving through the air, it's really an incredible feeling. Yeah, and that's coming up this Saturday. And not only, Mike, do they have, uh, if obviously, the international trot, but an outstanding card, top to bottom, including two great invitationals, races seven and eight. Uh, the seventh race starts that 50-cent pick five. I know we're going to get into that more as the show develops. But they also have the New York Sire Stakes finals. The two- and three-year-old uh, trotters and the paces will be doing battle. Some great horses competing there for some, uh, obviously, some good money. So just from top down, a fantastic card. If you are a harness racing fan, Yonkers obviously has to be on your radar coming up on Saturday, not only for the great racing, but Mike, for the great value going through these races, a lot of competitive races, a lot of ways that I think you could make some money on this card coming up on Saturday. And we're going to break it down coming up at 11. We're going to have a a handicappers round table, if you will. And we've got some of the experts, Mike. We've got uh, the guy that sees every race at Yonkers, track announcer John Hernan is going to join us for that segment, as well as Garnett Barnsdale from the Daily Racing Forum and the natural Rich Matei, who will be on hand Saturday at the International Trot, covering it for post time with Mike and Mike. And of course, uh, you and I will try to ride the coattails of the experts coming up at the top of the hour. <laughs> Plus, Alex DeDoyan is going to join us uh, from the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York. Scott Zeron, the driver of Marion Marauder, is going to talk to us about uh, his uh, horse's chances in the big dance. And uh, we're going to have guests all throughout the day. Mike, it's just a fantastic show. Don't go anywhere. It's Alex DeDoyne. When we come back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by America. it's the Yonkers International Trot Preview, sponsored by Standard Bread Owners Association of New York. Back Now at America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward point state restrictions. Ten world-class trotters, seven countries, one million dollars on the line. It's the Yonkers International Trot on Saturday afternoon, October 14th at Empire City Casino. Defending champion Resolve tries to win another one for America. Enjoy trackside festivities including an international beer garden, live music, and more. Plus, the first 5,000 guests will receive a free hat. Manhattan's closest casino is off the Deegan Expressway, Metro North, or the 4 train. The Yonkers International Trot on October 14th. Post time at 1 p.m. Race on! Must be 18 years of age to play New York Lottery Games. Please play responsibly. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings 
while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At the stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. We're back on this edition of Host Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. It's the International Trot Preview Show presented by the State of Bread Owners Association of New York. We're joined now by Alex Dedoyan from the SOA of New York. What's going on, Alex? Hey, guys. Uh, Thanks for having me. Alex, uh, I'll tell you what, a very strong field that you guys have in the international trot. And for those people who kind of don't know what goes into kind of selecting the horses uh, for this race or how you guys found some of these horses, uh, explain that process and uh, let us know how they were found. Sure. Um, You know, of course, it's an international uh, affair, so they like to get representation from a lot of different, you know, parts of the country, the parts of the trotting world. Um, so, and you have that this year, there's seven different countries represented, represented, um, two American horses, a Canadian horse. I'm, I'm sure most of your listeners are, are familiar with those three horses, Marion Marauder for Canada and the Americans resolve, which was last year's winner and, um, uh, in secret. Um, and then you have seven, uh, seven, uh, international horses from, from all over really, um, uh, France and uh, Sweden. Obviously, trotting is really big in, in those countries, France and Sweden, uh, but also, you know, countries like Finland and uh, Denmark. Uh, we have a representative from there, as well as the Italian horses, the the two horses with the BI in their name are Italian bred horses representing Italy. So, um, uh, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work for Steve Starr uh, at Yonkers Raceway and, and, and him trying to, um, you know, coordinate with the European contingent and find the best horses. And then, you know, it's a bit of a a process getting them all over here you know uh they all come on one plane together and then they all go through the federal quarantine together and then they come out and uh you know prepare this whole week Alex, Mike Bozich here, and it is uh, pretty good to see the relationship that Yonkers has uh, formed with our uh, harness racing partners overseas uh, to put on this uh, good race, and not only putting on this race, but from a wagering point of view, opening up the the doors for uh, international wagering. Obviously, all eyes of the world is going to be on the Yonkers International Trot coming up on Saturday, not only from a, a rooting interest point of view, but also from a wagering point of view. But, you you know, watching Facebook and watching Twitter, obviously, you guys uh, spend a lot of time with, with them. I mean, you really roll out the red carpet. I see you guys take them out to dinner and you talk. And it's it's very important to forge these relationships. How, From the start of when you brought the international trot back, how have these relationships been? Obviously, they've uh, strengthened quite a bit. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, I think I think you kind of hit the nail on the head in the beginning of what you were saying. Um, you know, the wagering aspect. You know, being able to to bring uh, all of these different uh, countries together into one uh, wagering pool is obviously the end 
game, right? I mean, if you could have one race that appeals to everybody around the trotting globe and they can all bet on it into one pool where everyone's got their horse that they're familiar with, the rooting interest or whatnot, I mean, it's just, it, it's just, it would just be tremendous. I mean, we're getting there. We're taking steps to that. I mean, for, for Saturday's race, um, you know, as, as you guys are probably familiar, uh, Yonkers has now regularly the last couple of years been sending their, their races uh, on the trotting races on, on some weeks to, to the PMU in France. And for the last year, those wagers have been commingled into the Yonkers pools for win, uh, show, for win and show. And so that'll be the case for Saturday for the international trot. The people, the betters in France will be able to, you know, into a commingled pool. So if they like uh, the French horse Dream Oco, um, they probably get a better price, you know, in the in the in the North American pool, uh, because if they just had their own separate pool, everyone there would bet the horse they're familiar with. And you know, the same here. Um, you know, people are gonna. Uh, I'm sure horses like Twister B are gonna get a lot of money from the European uh, uh, money coming in. That's gonna be commingled. The race is being simulcast. You know, the Italy, uh, Sweden. Although Sweden's in a separate pool, uh, but you know, and a lot of other uh, of the European countries as well are all going to be able to be betting on this uh, race. So, um, you know, that's the end game where you know everybody's uh, uh, tuned into a big event and wagering together. Now, Alex, before we jump into the field, obviously, uh, as you mentioned, the commingling of the pools has really done a lot for these uh, trotting races. I know when we were there at the International Trot uh, last year, uh, I was sitting in the winter circle, and I remember the pools opening up, and there was like thirty or 40000 in both the win and the show pool, which is almost unheard of nowadays in, a, in harness racing. Has there been any thought to maybe trying to – co-mingle in other places so such as sweden with like their v75 i know uh you know obviously on hamiltonian day uh they've been able to do kind of that sort of thing has there any been given any thought towards that at all um uh, well they are able to wager on the v75 now if you're if you're in america um i mean when i was at the meadowlands we started offering that you know made a relationship there and made the bet available uh to americans uh, and offered the swedish racing but the other way around isn't available yet where uh the swedish uh, bettors would be betting uh into the american uh wagers um so hopefully that would happen um at some point because there's a huge fan base in Sweden. Uh, we see that here. There's a lot of the horsemen obviously coming over from there, a lot of the horses. Um, so it would be a big, a great market to, to, you know, to, to open up and, and, and commingle with, uh, but it's not there. It's not available yet. So maybe, maybe down the road, uh, that could be uh, the next step. Alex, let's uh, let's get into this race. Uh, it's uh, going a mile and a quarter, obviously, for a purse of a million dollars. You've got a field of 10 with two trailers here, and Tripolini, VP, and uh, Entrac Piatni is making his third straight uh, Yonkers International Trot uh, on appearance. He will start from the uh, second tier as opposed to post eight uh, when he uh, finished a good fourth last week. But a lot of – or last year, but a lot of storylines in this race, Alex. I mean, you've got Marion Marauder. Uh, a horse that uh, did not make the Maple Leaf final uh, due to sickness, due to a lung ailment. And then you've got Resolve, a horse that did not make the uh, Maple Leaf trot, uh, also finished seventh there at the odds on. So you've got two horses coming off of uh, uh, some power efforts, but both obviously with an excuse, both training very well, both all set to go for the million-dollar trial, one representing Canada, one representing the United States. And then, of course, you have uh, all the overseas horses. Uh, you've got the Dreamoku, who's out of the great uh, Tomoko, uh, obviously, who raced here in the international trot. 
you've got a Twister B. Uh, you've got Oasis B from the inside. You've got uh, just some great horses uh, from overseas on track. And obviously, we talked about with driver Johnny Tactor, who has uh, been the driver for the 10 straight wins that on track Piotten has posted since last year's international trot. So obviously he's coming into this race in top shape. Where do we go to find value in this race, Alex, if we're looking for some kind of price? You know, I, I think it's going to be a really interesting betting race. Uh, really, it could go a lot of different ways on the board. The the local horses that you mentioned all have question marks. Like you said, Marion Marauder, um, you know, threw in a bad race up in Canada and hasn't raced and, It'll be five weeks other than a, quali- a good qualifier last time. And then same for Resolve. He threw in a bad race in the Maple Leaf uh, Elim, and he hasn't raced since then. So obviously those are those are question marks. And then the other American horse in secret drew the eight hole, which is obviously not the post you want to draw at Yonkers. So uh, all the local horses you could argue against. And then, you know, with each of the foreign horses, I mean, they all um, – you know, the horses you mentioned that have been here before, like Oasis B was a super second last year, and he was a super fourth two years ago in the international, um, and he drew well post two, but he hasn't been quite as sharp lately maybe. So maybe he's not maybe he's not quite as good as he was when he was here last year. And uh, on track, the Rotten's had really bad luck, you know, the two years he was here. Um, maybe post 10 helps him. The the connections were, were thought maybe that was that was okay. Uh, so I'll be interested to see how he does. Um, they got a great group with them, and uh, always rooting for those guys. And um, you know, I think if you if you you said later you're going to talk to your um, handicappers, I, th- I think people that follow the European racing would agree that Twister B is the most accomplished of the European horses. Um, he's faced the best horses over there uh, many times, and and with with really good results. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if he co- if he goes off the favorite, especially with the uh, some of the question marks around the local horses. You know, it's funny, Alex, that you mentioned Twister B as I'm watch- looking over the program and looking over some of the mile rates that, the, uh, that are listed here. Uh, he's really the fastest one out of the group of the international horses that come, including a uh, 150 mile uh, rate, three starts back. It's really going to be interesting to see uh, where Christopher Erickson puts him. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, uh, it's hard. It's hard. I don't put a lot of stock into those times because there's so many factors that go into it. But, but I mean, it's true. He does look fast on paper. But even just if you look at his competition, the horses that he's facing. I mean, if you look up and down, uh, you know, you've got uh, Propulsion and Bold Eagle and Oprion Duguerre. Those are the top horses in Europe, and he's right there with them. You know, and the other horses um, necessarily have that level of competition that they've been um, doing well against. It doesn't mean that they can't do well. On Saturday, of course, uh, any horse could, you know, have that when they're given the opportunity can step up. But um, but he definitely, um, uh, on paper, is, is seems the most accomplished of the foreign horses. And I just want to let your viewers know if um, obviously there's a lot of information available for people that want to learn more about these horses and about you know everything that's going on. Uh, we have the internationaltrot.com website, which will have uh, for each of the horses has information, has some of their past races if people want to uh, take a look at them. I mean, like if you watch. You know, Twister B's last race uh, in France, you know, it's an amazing effort against the top horses there. Uh, but there's replays of a lot of the other horses if they want to, you know, check them out and see what, see what their racing style is. And then on our social media, too, the, uh, on Facebook, you know, Facebook.com slash SOA of NY, Twitter, uh, SOA of NY. We've got a lot of news stories, videos, updates, trying to keep people informed, trying to get them as much information as we can, um, you know, about these horses that might be new to some people. 
Absolutely. Check out internationaltrot.com. Our man Brandon Valbo is just knocking out of the park, knocking it out of the park for you guys. I mean, he is just doing one heck of a job with a lot of the articles he's doing in the in the charted lines for the horses overseas. Alex, before we let you go, my friend, uh, tell us about uh, anybody that may be on the fence coming on Saturday. Why should we come out on Saturday? I know you guys got a lot of different promotions, a lot of things going on. What are some of the things you guys got going on on Saturday? Yeah, it should, uh, it should be a great day. I mean, you know, for anybody that's a harness racing fan, I mean, it's uh, the total purses are $3.3 million. So uh, that's the biggest card ever in New York harness. It's just top to bottom, great, great horses. Uh, obviously, the international is a really interesting race. Um, uh, and then, you know, there, there's a giveaway. You know, the hat is it's actually a really nice hat. Usually you go for a giveaway and they give you a, a crappy hat that you probably wouldn't ever wear. But this is a really nice quality uh a hat so anyone that uh that gets it they won't be disappointed in that um there's uh, i think you mentioned earlier there's a, a guaranteed pick five wager at the end of the card there's also a um we're doing a pick four with with belmont you know a, a two races from yonkers and two races from belmont in a you know harness thoroughbred pick four that's that's interesting too for people that uh that also bet the runners uh might be able to find some value in, the, in that bet too um and it's just gonna be a great day you guys uh you guys were out i mean uh, give out the flags. You guys, people can get flags and, and root for uh, you know whichever country or horse they want to root for. And um, there was a great crowd last year, and you know, open for a great crowd again. The weather is supposed to be really nice, so you know everything's lining up. All right, beautiful, good stuff. Well, Alex, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us once again on behalf of the harness racing community. Thanks for putting together this car and coming up on Saturday. It's uh, obviously a great event. And, of course, thanks for bringing the international trot back. I mean, a great race with obviously a lot of interest, and it was sorely missed while it was gone. But it's back now, and, and I think it's in everybody's best interest to get on out to Yonkers on, on Saturday and enjoy it. Thank you a bunch, my friend. Good luck on Saturday. Thank you, and thanks for putting, uh, you know, dedicating a whole show to this event. I think, uh, I think it's a, it's a great thing. Thank you. All right, that was Alex Dedoyan from the uh, Standard Bread Owners Association of New York, and and yeah, Mike. I mean, a lot of people, you know, don't remember that this race had gone away for quite some time before being brought back in 2015, and I think we saw firsthand what kind of a great event that it is, and what kind of a unique event than it is for the sport of harness racing. Anytime you can bring a global recognition to our sport, I think it's a fantastic thing, and and uh, it's great to have it back, Mike. Yeah, definitely. It was cool to sit down and like kind of talk with some of the international uh, people like we did last year, Mike. I mean, I remember some of the great interviews that we got. Um, it was sometimes difficult, obviously, with the language barrier, but it was really cool to be able to sit down and talk with some of the trainers and drivers of these horses that come over here. And if you watch some of the videos on internationaltrot.com, they all talk about what it is, what an honor it is to come over here and race. And uh, I'll tell you what, Mike, it's a, a fantastic job that you Yonkers is done in the SOA of New York and the whole entire team uh, there at Yonkers Raceway. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, we're going to talk to driver Scott Zeron. He's piloting one, Marion Marauder, in the big dance coming up on Saturday. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Want to sport the coolest breeder's crown gear? Head on over to Hamiltonian.com. Get your Breeders' Crown hats, polo shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, shot glasses, and more. They make the perfect gift for the harness racing fan in your life. Visit Hambletonian.com. 
New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Want to sport the coolest Breeders' Crown gear? Head on over to Hamiltonian.com. Get your Breeders' Crown hats, polo shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, shot glasses, and more. They make the perfect gift for the harness racing fan in your life. Visit Hamiltonian.com. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. We're back on post time with Mike and Mike presented by but America Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter. Don't forget coming up at the top of the hour, it's our handicappers corner uh, round table with track announcer, John Hurd and Garnett Barnsdale, of the DRF, the natural Rich Matei will all be joining us as we break down this 12 race program coming up on Saturday at Yonkers, this all-star program uh, that's coming up on Saturday. Just a great, great, great card from top down. It includes of course, the $1 million Yonkers international trot, which includes the 2016 Trotting Triple Crown winner, Marion Marauder. And he includes driver Scott Zeron. Scott, welcome to the program, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. Scott, Marion Marauder, um, if you look at the obviously is uh, a, a fantastic trotter, has made over $2 million, has a resume as long as a, a city block. But uh, over the past month and a half, this horse missed uh, the Maple Leaf Finals, obviously coming off of a little bit of a sickness. Give us an update on that. How's that going? Are things are things okay? Yeah, things are great. As far as I'm informed, in that Maple Leaf a limb, I mean, it was just as shocking to me that we, we didn't make that final. And it was as shocking to anybody else watching Resolve not be competitive either. I don't think he's ever thrown in a really bad race. So Resolve wasn't that good, and we were following him. So he kind of took us out of the race a little bit. But uh, – we used that as an excuse, and then they later found out he was probably the sickest they said he's ever been throughout his racing career. So they backed off. They gave him the correct time off, and they were aiming to go to Lexington for the final Sunday. And then they got the invitation to the uh, Yonkers race, and they decided to not go to Kentucky and, and prep him for this. And, and he's coming into it with a qualifier in 53-4, and four, and they said he, he was flawless. 
Uh, Scott, speaking of that qualifier, the qualifier looked uh, pretty good. He was uh, parked out to the first quarter, but then once he made the lead, uh, he seemed to pretty much control things his own way with Roger Mayotte uh, aboard. Uh, obviously, Marion Marauder draws the pole position, and that is a very significant thing on a half-mile track is to draw the inside. Were you happy with your post draw, and uh, what do you expect coming up Saturday? Yeah, uh, we were all at the the live draw in Manhattan, and uh, my connections looked over at me, and they said, well, you know, what post do you want? And, and I said, if I don't get the one, I'll be disappointed with any other post. <laughs> so I was really happy, obviously, to get the rail position, especially on the track that I know the best. And heading into it, you know, I still have to do my homework. I have tomorrow off, so I'll watch uh, all the races I possibly can from the horses across the seas and, and just see what kind of characteristics they have. But uh, I know my horse, he's not the, the quickest off the gate. I'm sure there'll be a couple quicker than me, but I'll be looking to hold my spot. And, and obviously having the rail makes the, the shortest distance to that wire. Scott, obviously we know that this horse uh, can somehow, in some ways, handle a half-mile track. I mean, he did win the Yonkers Trot uh, last year, of course. But uh, in your opinion, uh, how does he handle the, the half-mile track? Is that, uh, is that an issue at all? You know, when we were in the Yonkers trot in the Elim in the final, I was cautious with him just because it had been his first time ever, and you know, he was one to five both times. So, I, you know, I, I never pressured him in any of the turns. So I can't speak as to how how he will be going these big quarters that we'll be going. But I know that he's matured so much from three to four mentally that I, I think already having that experience on that racetrack – and. And heading into that race in the post parade, I'll, I'll be looking to score him down and, and push him and pressure him in one of the turns just to see how he handles it to know if I should change my game plan. But, you know, he's been around it twice, never made a break, and he, he's not a horse to make breaks. Having the rail at that track and, and, and me knowing the way those races go when we start on the back stretch with two trailers, uh, you know, I've had a lot of experience racing those long-distance races at Yonkers. So, I, I kind of know how that gate's going to be and, and how my horse should respond off the rail. It, it'll be a little interesting, but uh, I'll know a lot after I score him down. Now, Scott, obviously uh, you made a very good point in knowing how uh, how those longer distances go at Yonkers, having a little bit of experience being driven there. Obviously, a lot of the other drivers in this race, uh, including uh, George Brennan, have driven over that mile and a quarter distance. So, you know, do you think that extra quarter of a mile is going to make that big of a difference for Marion Marauder? Is it going to be easier for him kind of, you know, be able to kind of sit off the pace a little bit, see, you know, what happens up front? and then Trish try to come from behind? Yeah, I think uh, had this been a mile race, they may not have made the decision to go, but the mile and a quarter really suits his style. He's not a force to, to weaken. If anything, he's not the quickest off the gate to position himself right up in the front on a half-mile track. So, yeah, and, you know, with a mile and a quarter, a lot of the times you'll have a little bit of a slower pace just because they won't want to go full tilt the whole, the whole mile. So uh, it, it'll be help it'll help Mary Marauder a lot but it's all gonna you know I think a lot dictates just from last year's watching it that first quarter of a mile dictates a lot of that finish well Scott listen we certainly appreciate you joining us my friend one final question before we let you go obviously you're Marion Marauder's uh, regular driver and uh, this horse has had to mean so much to your career uh, over the past couple of years um, just talk about the horse talk about Marion Marauder and talk about the opportunity that uh, the Wellwoods and the Keelings gave you 
I, you know, they're from Canada. I'm from Canada, and uh, I drove a bit for them. I drove a bit for them back home, and uh, you know, they they they're just great people, and they've always ran a like a fifteen twenty horse stable, nothing crazy, and they've always had a lot of success with trotters. They made it to the Hamiltonian a few times, and and uh, they have a very very strong history from their um, Paula's father. So it's. You know, they're great connections. They're great to drive for. They don't ever pressure you as much as these races mean to them, to me, to to everybody. They just, they like to just let things happen. They, and they know their horse. They, they like, they have them coming into those races as good as they can. And they have full trust in me to, to know exactly how to get that horse to the winner's circle. And we've been fortunate enough to get there a, a lot of times in a lot of these prestigious races. So, Throughout his career, Marauder and mine, you know, it's been a, an amazing ride, and, and I'm happy it's continued throughout his four-year-old season, and, and I know they're going to do it throughout their, his five-year-old season. All right, Scott Zeron, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. Best of luck at the International Trot coming up at Yonkers on Saturday. All right, thank you, guys. All right, that was driver Scott Zeron, of course, uh, Marion Marauder fame. And uh, you absolutely have to love it, Mike, the fact that, uh, you know, Marion Marauder coming off the sickness. First of all, you have to certainly be thankful that he's okay, but just kind of an odd uh, elimination in that uh, Maple Leaf trot. I mean, you've got both Marion Marauder and Resolve, two of the greatest trotters in the world, neither make the finals. One due to the sickness, the other due to a snake bite that uh, Resolve suffered that it was later found out by the vet. So just a couple of odd uh, situations there in in, uh, in that Maple Leaf elimination. Hey, I, I believe and I, I was watching the International Trot video where I think it was a tick bite. <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't a snake bite. Good gosh. No, it was a, it was a snake bite. Was it, it a was snake bite? Absolutely a snake Ron bite. Yeah, it was a tick bite. So yeah, that's interesting that you you mentioned that because in the video on the International Trot website he says tick. So wow, a snake bite gets to uh, some of these horses. You know they do have to deal with the elements, Mike, and that's uh, that's one thing that you know these horses have to deal with uh, between spiders and. Um, obviously they got to deal with the mosquitoes and things of that sort, but obviously snakes and ticks and all that stuff is out there. So it's kind of interesting <laughs> to, uh, kind of interesting to see what they have to deal with on a, uh, on a regular basis. Well, absolutely. I mean, and it's, it's certainly not a funny thing, but it's just amazing how a lot of these extenuating circumstances can come into these kind of things. And, and, you know, I mean, here you've got million dollar horses and I mean, they're still susceptible to, you know, the outside, uh, outside distractions and those type of things that can happen. But uh, nonetheless, it's good to see them both in the international trot. And we're going to have our handicappers corner segment coming up next. And I'm excited about it because we've got some uh, great folks joining us. Trainer John Hernan, Garnett Barnsdale from the DRF, the natural Rich Matei. We're going to bring those guys in after this timeout on time with Mike presented by Bet America. Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment as racing resumes on Friday, September 8th for two weekends of live harness racing action. Then Thoroughbred Racing begins on Friday, October 6th, 2017 and runs through November 11th, 2017. Then harness racing will resume on Friday, November 17th and run through the end of the year. For more information, simulcast schedule and more, visit PlayMeadowlands.com. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. 
New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Ten world-class trotters, seven countries, one million dollars on the line. It's the Yonkers International Trot on Saturday afternoon, October 14th at Empire City Casino. Defending champion Resolve tries to win another one for America. Enjoy trackside festivities including an international beer garden, live music, and more. Plus, the first 5,000 guests will receive a free hat. Manhattan's closest casino is off the Deegan Expressway, Metro North, or the 4 train. The Yonkers International Trot on October 14th. Post time at 1 p.m. Race on! Must be 18 years of age older to play New York Lottery Games. Please play responsibly. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Around the horn is the easiest way, the better way, and that is how we will go. Anything more? Are you frightened to go around the horn, Mr. Christian? Are you a coward too, sir? All right, we're going around the horn in a big way. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. It is our international Tron preview uh, presented by our good friends, the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York. Let's first bring in the uh, one of the great track announcers, uh, definitely in the game, probably of all time, our good friend John Hernan from Yonkers Raceway. John, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you, Mike? Hi, Mike. Well, we certainly How's appreciate going, you joining us. All right. <laughs> and, uh, and listen, we're gonna we're gonna break down this thing. You've got a great car coming up on Saturday. Uh, it's an all-star card from top down, of course. The international trot, uh, the one mile and a quarter international trot, going for a uh, million dollars. And Anna, you are certainly looking forward to that. Let's bring in Garnett Barnsdale from the Daily Racing Forum. Garnett, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. Anytime, anytime, and uh, good morning to you guys and also Mr. Hernan there. And How of are course, you, we're, and listen, we're joined uh, also. Uh, we got we got some. We're going to have to oh, no. be dealing with some traffic here, Mr. Carter, because uh, we've got some great handicappers here. Uh, the guy to my left usually is the guy to my right at Harris Philadelphia broadcast, but this time he's the guy to my left. He is the natural, Rich Matei. Rich, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How's everybody doing? Everybody is fantastic. I think I can speak for everybody. As uh, and why wouldn't? We all be fantastic. We've got a great card coming up on Saturday at Yonkers Raceway. And, guys, we're going to actually start with the big one. Let's talk about the international trot to lead things off. Uh, and it's a field of 10. They're going a mile and a quarter. John, I'm gonna, uh, we're going to start with you, buddy, because uh, you've had a chance to see 
a horse perhaps that uh, a lot of people think maybe is in over his head, and obviously the post date didn't help him, but in secret is a horse that has just gone wild against the uh, open ranks at Yonkers Raceway, but obviously uh, he's dealing with an uptick in competition as well as post-day. Talk about him a little bit and the rest of this field. Well, I was impressed that he, you know, he started last week in the open handicap, and you kind of wonder what type of effort you're going to get with the uh, with the international coming up. But he got away well, as, he, as you can see, he's got a lot of uh, gate speed, and that's going to help him. But I, I was impressed that, you know, the co- he got some cover, but it kind of flattened out, and Georgia didn't kill him, and I think he saved a lot. And I think, um, obviously, the post position is not going to do him any favors, but, again, he does have some gate speed. You know, looking at some of these lines, you, you really can't see a lot of the um, of the uh, PPs on, like, Primoco and Tristabee and some of the other horses, how their speed. I was looking for it, and I can't find any if they have any speed or, or whatnot. But in secret, I think, is going to really uh, – He's going to have to leave, and I think in that open handicap last week showed a little bit uh, of his style, and I think he could be tough. Now, Garnett, uh, obviously looking at contenders of this race, uh, like John Hernan said, there's not a whole lot of PPs to work off of. So you look at some of the mile rates, and uh, Alex Dillian said a lot goes into these times. And the four Twister B uh, definitely looks like one of the faster horses on paper. Uh, do you think that will play to his advantage in knowing what you know from years past, or do you think that uh, you know that maybe it will hurt him a little bit as the uh, pace scenario may become compromised and allow some closers to come from off the pace? Strangely enough, Mike, and we did, we did not discuss this race at all prior to the show. Um, you managed to pick out the horse that I got a big circle around here. And and it's not so much to do with the mile rate, but uh, I look at this horse's company lines, and uh, last time he finished third behind Bold Eagle. I mean, three starts back in a mile rate of 150. He was third to propulsion. You see that he beat Lionel B. Four starts back. He's got 20 wins and 49 starts. Now, I don't know much about his driver, but I think this horse, um, you know, if I can get five or six to one on this horse, this is definitely the one I'm probably going to play. Let's bring in the natural Rich Matei here, guys. Uh, Rich, you had a chance to watch uh, In Secret Race uh, last time out at Yonkers. Obviously, from post eight, he's been dealing with some outside posts for the last five or six weeks. And this is a horse that uh, you're high on at a pretty nice price. Yeah. Well, last week, they didn't bet him. He was the second choice. Rubber Duck was the favorite. And. We watched Yonkers a lot because we were playing from the Meadowlands, and we all said that Georgie was not going to kill this horse, and this horse has a lot of speed. And last week, he did not leave at all, and he was second over to Rubber Duck, and I think Rubber Duck's just gone in the wrong direction because he came first over and flattened out. Like John said, the horse that won the race walked on the lead. The horse that was second sat the cones the whole way, so we just pace compromised as well. I don't think post eight at a mile and a quarter is that big of an issue, and I think that George Easter is going to let him roll, and hopefully at a big, big price he could upset this field. Now, John, uh, obviously a very competitive field of 10. Where is your selection? Uh, where does it lie here in this race? Well, I like the idea that some of these horses that have been over the track, like Oasis B is, is the one I, I really like. Now, on track, Parat, and also with a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but Yonkers track experience with the tight turns and what have you. Uh, post 10, he's going to have to, J- Johnny Tack is going to have to really be creative because um, Marion Marauder and not too much speed in front of him, so it's going to take a lot of creativity for him to get involved. But I do like Oasis B, and I like the, it's 
a huge advantage when any horse has experience coming in uh, on this track, especially when they're coming from Europe. So my choice is Oasis B. Uh, hasn't done much this year, but I I think he's got, you know, like I said, he's got some of the track experience. And, of course, uh, Resolve. Resolve is, um, I don't know. I see, you know, I wasn't impressed with that, not getting involved with the Maple Leaf there. So, um I'm going to go off off the card here. I'm going to go Oasis B. I'm not going to be, I guess, too popular. You know. Well, I think the point of this race is you got to certainly look for value. I think value is going to certainly exist with the uh, the nine year old there. Uh, Garnett, how do you see it? Where's your money going? Like I, uh, like I said earlier, if I can get maybe six, seven to one on Twister B, that's the one I like. I think he's coming to the race in, in great form uh, based on his last four or five starts and. Uh, I don't know what kind of a trip he can work out from the four hole, but maybe second or third over. Um, I, I really kind of don't like Resolve either. He's been off since September 8th, that dull, uh, that dull race. And I guess if he loses again, you could probably say he's snake bitten now. <laughs> now, before Ouch. we get to the... <laughs> Now, before we get to the natural, uh, Rich Patea, John, I actually do have a question for you, and you've got the most experience with this uh, here as of late. Um, Yonkers recently moved their finish line from, obviously, where it was closer towards the first turn to uh, moved it back. Does that? Do you think that could play into this race at all, especially for some of those that have been over this racetrack uh, before, and do you think that could change some of the uh, strategies? I'm not sure it's going to play too much of a – you know, because they're starting on the back stretch. So, I mean, the, the the shorter stretch would probably favor a horse that has the speed and might be uh, tiring a little bit. Um, for me, it's a pain in the neck because it's way off up the track. So, for, as far as my vantage point, it's not doing me any favors. But I think uh, I don't know how much that's going to play into it. Um, like I said, it it'll just I guess it'll be a help for the horse that just needs that extra um, for the wire to be uh, coming on a little quicker than than he would if it was. Uh, that extra, you know, whatever the 30 yards or so. Guys, guys, not only is the uh, Yonkers International Trot obviously the the main event, but this whole card from top down is certainly outstanding. And we're going to take a look uh, at the Dan Rooney guys. It's race seven, the $250,000 Invitational pace, and it starts the pick five. Uh, obviously, you've got a great field debate here, and. You know, the gift that keeps on giving in market So, I mean, this is a horse, guys, that, uh, you know, puts in a string of okay efforts everybody seems to forget about, and then it seems like once every 10 or so starts, boom, this horse comes up with a huge effort. But you have Biddable Ledge and the master of the half mile. You know, you've got all bets off. Uh, coming off of the uh, the Hoosier Park Pacing Derby, of course, which we covered here on Post Time with Mike. And Mike Cinture has been outstanding from the inside. Garnet, this is a horse that you've seen quite a bit of. What do you make of the Dan Rooney, Garnet? I think it's pretty wide open. Uh, I don't really like Mocket So from the eight hole. I don't I don't like uh, Scott Rock much from the seven hole. But I think any of maybe one, two, three, four, six, Cintra. Somewhere in L.A., Keystone Velocity, all bets off, maybe a bit of a legend. I'm, I'm kind of leaning toward Keystone Velocity. Uh, this horse seems to come up big when you, uh, in, in finals of, of races or big races with big purses. And uh, he got used up really hard last time at Harris Philly uh, in a winner's over race, 53 and 3 to the half and kind of stopped. But um, you know what? You're probably going to get a price on him this time. And uh, we, we know he can win at Yonkers, that's for sure. You know, a horse that kind of likes this racetrack, uh, John, is the five Missile J. And uh, obviously, Missile J has done most of his half mile performing over the Yonkers Raceway. Uh, what do you make of his chances, and uh, where do you go for a selection here? 
you went right where I went. The, the Missile J with the Yonkers experience likes to come from out of it. Um, Tim Tietrich, that's that's where my selection goes. I mean, he he's eight for nineteen. You know, it's funny he was eight for nineteen at this time last year as well. <laughs> and uh, he, like I said, he's got the Yonkers experience. Uh, I'm not too familiar with Sintra. I will will say that bit of a legend. You know, with with his uh, earnings and his class, he started from post eight, and it wasn't even. Not even an issue. He didn't even. He didn't leave last week. He just. He stayed last, and I, I'm sure it was was to, um, to help help him uh, have some, uh, some energy for this race. But um, I'm not crazy about him as well. But Missile J, is the is the horse with a lot of experience. Um, I noticed Garnet likes a lot of long shots. All bets off. Um, definitely has a shot there at a price. But Missile J, and then the unknown factor is Sintra. Because the only the only thing I would say is. How would he handle this track? And I, I say that a lot because of Yonkers turns and he drawing drawing the rail is going to going to help him. But I don't know much about him. Uh, I would say that he definitely has a big shot. But I'm going with Missile J. Let's bring in the natural Rich Matei. Rich, all bets off, never got involved from post 10 in the Alarage last time. Uh, I mean, the pace was just too fast, uh, and obviously just that three-wide move at three-quarters had very little effect. But if you look back at the Hoosier pacing derby, it was a great effort, made a nice brush between the half and three-quarters, and was able to uh, hold off Missile J in the stretch. That's where you're going. Yeah, that's where I'm going to go. Two starts back, this horse was good, and I think on uh, Saturday this horse is going to get a nice trip because there's not many horses from the inside are going to leave. I don't think Sintra, there's a lot of horses that have question marks to me. Sintra, I don't think wants the half mile track. And I know Garnett likes Keystone velocity, but he was bad last time out, even though they went 53 and three, that was Sunday. And we had non-winners at Tango 53 and three. So we, the track was fast that day and he tried to come first over and Wakazashi hand over wired the field. So he wasn't, so I think Keystone velocity might be just going in the wrong direction. Missile J, I think, also has a shot. I think John's going somewhere. I might play four or five. And even the six, bit of a legend. Post eight last time, they didn't even try with this horse. I think instead of just getting the qualifier, they just raced them, trying to get them fit for today, uh, Saturday. So maybe four, five, and six for me. But I do like all bets off. I'll play him to win. Well, don't ever underestimate bit of a legend. No. I mean, the half-mile master, uh, trainer Pete Tritton, gets that uh, slight post-relief. And I'll tell you what, if bit of a legend's any kind of odds, that's where I'm going. Mike? All right, guys, we're going to go to the $250,000 Harry Harvey Invitational Trot. We'll start with Garnett, Barnsdale Garnett. This is a uh, interesting race in the fact that, um, obviously, these are a bunch of no-slouch trotters. Most of them have uh, have made some very good money, and uh, the post-position draw was not kind to Homicide Hunter, who gets the second-tier post number 10. And, of course, a horse you've seen uh, coming up from Mohawk, is the two charmed life. Where did you uh, see this race going? Who do you like? I landed on crazy wow here. I mean, uh, you know, he, uh, he helped contribute to uh handle Hanover's uh, record mile last uh, Sunday at the red mile. And I think, um, I think this is a good spot for him to, to leave out and control things here, especially with homicide hunter in the second tier. I don't, I can't see uh, a musical rhythm getting any kind of a trip that could win the race from the eight hole. Um, and I, and I don't see a lot of other speed that, uh, that are going to, want to take on crazy wild and jingra early so i think he leaves he controls it maybe charm life for second i'd probably go three two here maybe she gets a trip and just stays for second 
John, obviously a, another very comp- fed, excuse me, a competitive field of trotters in the Harry Harvey Invitational Trot. Uh, Crazy Wow drawing a post number three. And Crazy Wow's actually been racing uh, pretty well over the last couple of starts. I know when he was at Northfield Park, uh, he looked really good. Uh, where do you go here? Well, Crazy Well, you know, looking at it on the um, on the form, he, he's a little bit versatile. He can leave. He can you could sit the pocket. I think that the rail horse Buen Camino should have a enough speed, not a lot, just enough to help Homicide Hunter is where, is where I'm going. I think Homicide Hunter Brett Miller, he's a you know very good driver. I think he can get a little creative there. And if, he, if Buen Camino can leave just enough from that pole position, I think Homicide Hunter won't get away. You know. Too too bad. He, I could see him getting away fourth, or or he can. You know, we have these mile and a quarter races in, in the last. Um, we're on a break now from Sundays, but I've seen drivers, Jason Bartlett in particular, where they get very creative when that gate swings open from the ten hole. They can and and eleven, where they can kind of weave through. And I, I'm hoping that Homicide Hunter has enough speed in front of him. Uh, as Garnet said, Crazy Wow is probably going to be the horse to beat. I would go Homicide Hunter, Charm Life, and Crazy Wow. I think we're fading at the end a little bit. Rich, let's bring you in here. Uh, you're kind of looking at number two, Charmed Life for Sears and Alarm. This is a horse that was obviously in a, a pretty fa- involved in a pretty fast last quarter where his late move wasn't as effective against the likes of Emoticon, Hanover, and Pasithea Face. But do you think maybe uh, she'll have striking position to uncork that late kick here today? Yeah, plus she was facing the best two female trotters in the country last time out. So, And I think those two probably would be the favorite in this race if either one of those two raced. Um, and this horse had a win at Yonkers uh, three starts back. So we know this horse likes to race track. I think this horse is going to get a nice stalking trip. And then even two starts back, this horse faced Musical Rhythm, who won two in a row at Mohawk, even though he should have lost last time out, honestly. That's why I don't really like him. The, uh, the horse that finished second in that race got out way too late and just missed him. So I'm just going to go with the two Charmed Life and probably the three Crazy Wow. So I'm with Garnett, so you could rip your tickets probably right now. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Come on now, Natural. You're not a black cat. Despite what anybody says. Listen, uh, it's a jam-packed card all the way. Obviously, with time constraints, we can't really go over each and every race. But, uh, Garnett, I'm going to throw it to you. Is there anybody uh, uh, throughout the card or the value that uh, may be worth taking a stab at on Saturday? Now you got me digging through a program here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know I, I don't mind the one horse in race two, the uh, two-year-old Philly Sire Stake final, better than graduate. Uh, she had two starts at Yonkers, she was second both times. Got a little, got a little bit of a darkened form since then with outside posts at some track. That might be the one I, I you know, I would hope to get a little bit of a price. Uh, better than graduate in race two. John, what about you, my friend? Anybody that uh, sticks out to you in the card that maybe we could make some money at on Saturday? I I do. I, I really love looking at the Cameo Hill Farm um, for three-year-old fillies, and I think that obvious blue chip is, you know, the last few haven't been good, but uh, Angel's Pride is, is I think is can be beaten. You know, five to two morning line. Angel's Pride is probably going to be the favorite. That's the horse I, that I kind of keyed in on, on on the card is race four, the Cameo Hill Farm. Obvious. Blue chip. All right. Rich Matei, the natural, he's scowling through the program as well, but he does have one that he, he uh, obviously likes uh, better than most. What do you think, Rich? Who's the one we could take a stab at on Saturday? I'm going to go to the same race as Garnett, race number two. Number two, as real as it gets, this horse raced at Harris last time out and was pretty impressive, and the horse that finished second came back to win. So I think this horse is actually racing against decent horses. 
All right. Well, fellas, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. It's a big card coming up on Saturday. Uh, Garnett and John, we certainly appreciate it. It was great having you guys. Great having your insights. Pleasure. And, uh, it's going to be a fantastic card coming up on Saturday. John, give him heck, my friend. We look forward to hearing you call all the action. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much, guys. All right, Garnett, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. Good luck on Saturday. And by the way, uh, real quick, Garnett, before we let you go, um, your picks have been absolutely on fire again at Mohawk. I mean, we saw you start the pick for the other day with a 10 to 1. Just been absolutely on fire. For anybody that don't know that that they really need some help on their handicap, and where can they follow you at? How can they uh, get your selections? They can get my selections at uh, the DRF Harness uh, Harness page. Um, look up uh, DRF and uh, click on the Harness page. You'll be able to find them there. And uh, follow me on Twitter. Every once in a while, I'll uh, post a pick or two or a, or a ticket. And uh, also on the uh, Mohawk uh, live feed, usually they have my uh, picks right on the screen there. So hopefully can uh, finish the card off with a bang. Hey, Garnett, I got a question for you. Go ahead. How did you like Keelan the other day? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, told I just you. wish I was there. You're, we want to stay for the rest of our lives. You're, you're welcome for the recommendation, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, my, my kid, uh, after uh, seeing a part of the tailgate party on one of the side streets for the football game, uh, announced he wanted to go to UK, and I couldn't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, Garnett, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy, and uh, best of luck to you come Saturday. No problem. Anytime, guys, and see you at the Breeders' Crown. All right, that was Garnett Barnsdale, and uh, I got to tell you, Mike, uh, a great, great segment there. Uh, great insights, of course. Garnett, a fantastic handicapper for DRF Harness, and of course, John Hernandez. Hey, he's the fine track announcer at Yonkers, and he watches them each and every day. And of course, the natural Rich Matei's got that uh, aching for long shots. He likes to give us that value. So I think we're well covered coming up on Saturday. By the way, I do want everybody, uh, Mike, to uh, to keep note that on our handicappers corner section of our website we will have detailed analysis of the uh, saturday program from a few different we sources will? at yonkers absolutely we will <laughs> totally kidding by the way totally absolutely kidding, we will my friend so keep an eye on that uh, as a matter of fact i'll be writing something up for each and every race that's coming up on oh, our yeah. handicappers corner section of the website and mike that's been doing pretty well yeah, we've uh, we've been having a lot of fun on our handicappers quarter. And uh, listen, man, uh, our friend uh, Gold Sheet Bob is uh, kicking our butts, man. We gotta we gotta get our uh, get our stuff together. What's he? He's at what forty one percent? Isn't that unbelievable? Forty one percent. And the best part, listen to this: his average win price is a little over five bucks. That's uh, that's not too bad, not if bad. yeah, if I say so myself. That is absolutely fantastic. Well, when we come back, Mike, we're going to take a look and go through the uh, Yonkers trot field one by one, the uh, international trot. And uh, I'll tell you what, some good stuff on internationaltrot.com. So make sure you check that out. Obviously, when you get these overseas horses, there's a lot of question marks. And I think that website will help clear it up. And we'll try to clear up some of these horses for you in just a moment on the backside of this timeout on post time with Mike and Mike presented by bet America. It's the Yonkers international trot edition. 
Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Ten world-class trotters, seven countries, one million dollars on the line. It's the Yonkers International Trot on Saturday afternoon, October 14th at Empire City Casino. Defending champion Resolve tries to win another one for America. Enjoy trackside festivities including an international beer garden, live music, and more. Plus, the first 5,000 guests will receive a free hat. Manhattan's closest casino is off the Deegan Expressway, Metro North, or the 4 train. The Yonkers International Trot on October 14th, post time at 1 p.m. Race on! Must be 18 years of age to play to your club. The Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono is fast and phenomenal. Fall racing is here. We race Mondays at 4.30, Tuesdays and Saturdays at 6.30, and Sundays at 7.30. The Ghost and Poltergeist Pace is coming up. Spooky Gray Paces and a Halloween Spooktacular on October 31st. Sponsored by the Harness Racing Museum and Hall of Fame. Children in costumes are welcome. Stop by the museum gift shop in the racing lobby. The Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Back of this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. It's the International Trot Preview here on Post Time with Mike and Mike. And I'll tell you what, Mike, it's been a fantastic show so far. And we're ready to dive in to some of these horses uh, that will be participating in the International Trot coming up on Saturday. Yeah, I say let's just take it from post order, Mike. Number one, uh, Marion Marauder, of course, Scott Zeron, who was on this show earlier, drives for a trainer, Paul Wellwood, Paula Wellwood, and owners, uh, Marion Wellwood and Devin Keeling. Obviously, this horse has uh, got quite a resume. The 2016 Triple Crown winner, uh, Dan Patch Award winner last year. But uh, like we said uh, earlier on, he did not make the Maple Leaf Trot. And the reason for that, uh, that they found out later, was that he come out of the Maple Leaf Trot elimination with a respiratory ailment, the inflammation of the lungs, if you will. But uh, it looks like all systems are go for him, Mike. Uh, the horse trained uh, very, very well. They wanted to get a tightener in. Uh, at a preferred at Mohawk, actually, reading uh, Devin Keeling's comments, but uh, that did not fill, so they had to opt for a qualifier instead. The qualifier was good at 53-4. and four. Distance isn't a problem. They... Uh, trained the horse for different distances, according to the uh, connections, and uh, he drew the post position number one. So things are certainly looking up for a Marion Marauder, Mike. Post number two is Italy's Oasis B, trained by Stefan Peterson. Kim Erickson will be at the lines. And, Mike, I'll tell you what, Oasis B is no slouch by any sense of the word. Only has one win in 2017, but has made over $2 million in his career with 18 career uh, victories. He was a very strong second in the 2016 International Trot behind Resolve, and he was a fast-closing fourth in 2015. He likes Yonkers Raceway. I think post two could help him out here, bud. 
Very interesting story with Post 3, Dreamoko, obviously the uh, son of Tomoko, who is a, a multiple uh, Group 1 winner. And uh, this horse is 10 for 13 on the boards this season, finished second in the Group 1 pre-deselect shown at Vincennes uh, back in March. Uh, obviously, this, uh, the same connections had uh, Tomoko who uh, finished uh, second in the 2015 International Trot. And an interesting thing about uh, Dreamoko, Mike, is that Dreamoko actually raced against Tomoko in the Kimi Grand Prix uh, at Cavalli in June. Tomoko finished second. Dreamoko finished a hard, charging third. Of course, overseas, uh, it's common practice, Mike, where horses breed and they continue to race. I know that was tried with Father Patrick with a little success here, but uh, nonetheless, Dreamoko comes in checking it at post three and uh, Richard Westerink, uh, the trainer is very, very happy with his progress coming into this race. So we'll see what happens for driver uh, Gabrielle Gallormini. Trainer Jerry Riridan brings in Twister B, post number four, is a five-year-old uh, by Varen. And, uh, Mike, I think uh, we all remember Varen from the 2001 uh, Breeders' Crown uh, coming over here from Italy to win the Breeders' Crown. Uh, has 20 lifetime victories, a little over $708,000 in the bank. And I'll tell you what, Mike, Twister B has been facing the likes of some very uh, good company. Uh, obviously, a Bold Eagle readily expressed propulsion. Uh, Nuncio is another horse that he faced back on May the 28th, and this is uh, by far one of the faster trotters of the group, but I think uh, we'll be close to the pace early on. Yeah, you know, the trainer, Mike, uh, of Twister V, Jerry Riordan, was a former U.S. trainer back in the 80s and 90s, did have a starter in the 2015 International Trot. Rod Stewart made a break, I believe, right at the start of that race. And, uh, you know, Riordan grew up as a groom at Roosevelt back in the early 80s. So, um, you know, there's definitely some U.S. connections for Twister V, who seems to be a popular or was popular with our uh, handicappers. Number five, Shadow Woodland. And Mike, we talked a little bit about this horse off the air. We absolutely know nothing about him except for what it says <laughs> on the uh, the program. But we do know he is from Finland. Uh, we do know Finland uh, sent, uh, sent out uh, two representatives here in the 2017 edition of the International Trot. Finland is looking for their first International Trot win. Tim Tietrich, now we all are very familiar with Tim Tietrich. He gets the drive for trainer Rejo Leandol, and uh, this horse does seem to sport a good record. 25 wins of 64 starts. A bit light in earnings, $366,000, but is coming off a win. And like we said, does, does – uh, get uh, one of the world's best in Tim Tietrick in the bike. So certainly a bit of an unknown in five shadow woodland. A stallion that needs no introduction, Mike, is the six resolve uh, who won this race uh, last year in world record time of two twenty three and four for a mile and a quarter uh, is trained and driven by Ocus Fonstead uh, was third in the 2017 elite lop final, uh, obviously had to deal with a snake bite up at Mohawk and has not raced uh, since September 8th. It's a little bit of a concern for me, but one, two straight behind that start in the Crawford Farms and in the Cashman Memorial. And in the uh, Cash Memorial, Mike was a mile and an eighth, and he handled that group with uh, no problem. So the extra distance should not uh, hurt Resolve one bit. 
Obviously, uh, set the world record uh, last year at the mile and a quarter distance in the international trot in that victory there, but has had uh, success all across the globe. Was second to Nuncio in 2016, third to Tomoko in the elite lump in, uh, in, uh, as well. So uh, back in uh, 2015, or actually it was Nuncio in 15 and Tomoko in 2016. So just a, a great world competitor, and uh, obviously all systems are go for him. Uh, seven midnight hour. This is for trainer... Uh, uh, Aika Nermanen for uh, Aussie Nermanen, who is the trainer, Midnight Hour, won the Abbey Stora uh, Pr- uh, Pris, Mike, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, which I know I have no shot of, but in Sweden. But the good thing about this horse, won it in three heats, and he is ranked 10th in the UET Masters point total. And uh, just a quick note on his sire, Diesel, Don who is a full brother to the great Muscle Hill. Not only the great racehorse Muscle Hill, but the great sire Muscle Hill. So Midnight Hour does have some credentials. Post 7 is not going to help him, but he is a high percentage winner, 13 of 23 uh, here this season. So we'll see what the 7 Midnight Hour brings to the dance, Mike. Number 8 in secret has got a tough and daunting task Uh for him from post number eight, uh, trainer Ron Burke brings this gelding in. Uh, Georgie Brennan will be the driver. Has won seven of fourteen career starts at Yonkers Raceway, including uh, six in a row. And Mike, that's one thing you really uh, you really got to have at Yonkers Raceway, I guess, is a little bit of experience over the track. John Hernan mentioned it a couple of times. They're tight, tight turns. But there's some also interesting uh, some breeding facts about In Secret. Uh, the sire Dewey Cheatham and Howe won 22 of 25 career starts, including the t- 2008 Hamiltonian. And Manchego is a two-year-old half-sister to In Secret and is currently the leading trotting filly in the United States, unbeaten in 10 starts. So uh, an interesting bloodline. And if uh, the bloodline speaks for itself, In Secret could have a shot against this group. All right, then we get the second tier starters. Number nine, Tripolini VP, representing Denmark for uh, trainer driver Jep Jules. And uh, this horse, uh, really not too much on the horse itself, but uh, on internationaltrot.com, there was a nice video uh, talking to Jep Jules. And Tripolini VP's training regimen is a little bit different than others. This horse actually trains in deep sand and then alternates that with gallop training. So not the type of training strategy that, you know, the, the horses here in the States are used to seeing. So very interesting training tra- strategy, obviously uh, working in the deep sand. It's kind of a resistance training. Uh, it kind of helps distance, if you will. And that's what we're doing here, going a mile and a quarter. But this horse was young, hard to work with when he started. Uh, is going on to be very strong. Uh, owner, trainer, driver, Jeb Jewell is very, very impressed with his progress. And he does get a pretty good post draw here, starting from the second tier. We'll be starting behind Marion Marauder uh, and may be able to draft off Marion Marauder's cover because you know Marion Marauder is going to be moving at some point in the race. So good trip could work out for a potential long shot here by Tripolini VP. Number 10 is on track Piraten coming from Sweden. The nine-year-old gelding uh, gets driver Johnny Tactor from uh, overseas. Has 37 lifetime wins and 116 starts and uh, just under $2 million made, Mike, if uh, on track Piraten hits the ticket. Uh, the $2 million mark could be uh, overcome here. Uh, he's making his third consecutive appearance in the Yonkers International Trot, uh, and he's gotten uh, some no-luck trips. Uh, he finished fourth 
last year from post number eight. He drew post six the year before. This year, he draws the second tier. It's going to be another a, a tough journey for on-track Piraten. Well, here's the interesting thing about this horse, Mike. After the international trot last year, this horse reeled off 10 straight wins. And for all 10 of those wins, Johnny Tactor was in the bike, and he is in the bike uh, coming up on Saturday. So we'll see what happens. Like you say, it was a good fourth-place finish from post-date in last year's international trot. But that second-tier trip, that can work out. You can either get the best trip in the world or the worst trip in the world. So you really have no idea what kind of trip on track Piotin is going to get. Well, listen, we certainly appreciate everybody from the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York doing what they do, uh, sponsoring this International Trot Show. We're going to take one very quick time out. When we come back, we're going to share our selections of the International Trot. We're going to wrap this thing up on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Ten world-class trotters, seven countries, one million dollars on the line. It's the Yonkers International Trot on Saturday afternoon, October 14th at Empire City Casino. Defending champion Resolve tries to win another one for America. Enjoy trackside festivities, including an international beer garden, live music, and more. Plus, the first 5,000 guests will receive a free hat. Manhattan's closest casino is off the Deegan Expressway, Metro North, or the 4 train. The Yonkers International Trot on October 14th, post time at 1 p.m. Race on! Must be 18 years of age older to play New York Lottery Games. Please play responsibly. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment as racing resumes on Friday, September 8th for two weekends of live harness racing action. Then Thoroughbred Racing begins on Friday, October 6th, 2017 and runs through November 11th, 2017. Then harness racing will resume on Friday, November 17th and run through the end of the year. For more information, simulcast schedule and more, visit PlayMeadowlands.com. Want to sport the coolest Breeders' Crown gear? Head on over to Hamiltonian.com. Get your Breeders' Crown hats, polo shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, shot glasses, and more. They make the perfect gift for the harness racing fan in your life. Visit Hamiltonian.com.
We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich, the natural Rich Matei. Also, uh, I'm assuming still right beside you, uh, Mike Bozich. And uh, we're going to talk about our selections for the uh, 2017 $1 million international trot. And, uh, Mike, it's a uh, very competitive field of 10. And we're going to release our picks and I'll tell you, after looking over, watching videos, I know you watched videos exhaustively, I'm going to go with Dreamoko, the Richard Westering trainee. Not only do we talk about, of course, the son of Tomoko, but this is a horse that has been right there in all of his recent starts. And the horse that he has been racing up against, the horse by the name of Django Riff, in two of his last four starts there, has been very, very tough. Actually, three of his last four starts has been very, very, very tough. And I think this horse raced very well against him. I think with post three, I think the potential for a good trip is certainly right there. And obviously a race like this is going to come down to the trip. Also, I think number 10 on track piathan has got a very good chance with the trip he figures to get. So I like uh, numbers three and 10. I'm going to play around those in the tries and the supers and uh, hopefully go for a big payday. Mike, I think I'm going to have to go with the four Twister B. Uh, Twister B is a horse that I've uh, kind of been on all morning uh, as far as how fast he can go. I really like uh, his training regimen and Christopher Erickson's coming over to uh, drive him. Uh, his last victory came on a mile and five sixteenths track back in July. I also like uh, Marion Marauder from the rail. I was really uh, kind of intrigued by what Scott Zeron had to say about this Paula Wellwood trained horse. Uh, he won by nine lengths in his qualifier obviously you can't put too much stock into that but come home in 27 and 4 and 153 and 4 the final time i think marion marauder has got a shot from the inside but i'm going to go with twister b all right there you are and once again uh going to do a write-up uh complete analysis of the uh international trot card yeah. check it out on our website post time with mike and mike.com handicappers corner mike i know we made some changes to the handicappers corner section of the website all of our stats are up there so uh, we're not hiding anything. You can see how we do right there on the stats board, can't you? Oh, yeah. Win percentage, average win price, ROI, everything is right there for you uh, to check out. And uh, make sure you check out our Handicappers Quarter. We'll be back here next week with a first post of 1030. And uh, be listening for our upcoming Breeders' Crown schedule in just two weeks. We'll see you next week on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Good night, everybody. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.